0: Good morning and welcome, everybody. You're listening to the Breakfast Show on Faith FM eighty-seven point six, eighty-seven point eight, or 88, right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network, wherever you are. Positively different radio in the morning. You're with the double L team, Lyle and Lawson.
1: Lawson. What are you thankful for this morning, Lawson? Oh, I am thankful to be here, Lyle. Yes. I am thankful that I can sit in this room. Are you in your own car today? No. (laughs) 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 Well, because, okay, so my. The oil light is still on.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay, if you open the bonnet, there's this little black round thing. If you yes, twist okay, out there- but
1: also Lyle, also okay. So my dad, he drives a big truck, like well, like a, a Ute. You know, yes. I have to say Ute, yes. and he drives a Ute, and it's awesome and fun to drive. And, and you can, and I can drive it, and so, have. And so I have driven it. <laughs> like, so because he's he's been given like a work car. Yes. It, like a work ute, and he's just getting around in that. I'm like, okay, sweet. I'll just <laughs> <have> <laughs> I'm like, I need to change the oil in my car, but, but do I need to change the oil in <laughs> my car? That's right. <laughs> I've got this really nice car to drive around. Why, why, why would yeah. I change Yeah, That's got like a bed in the back and everything. I just, you know. I just hey, pull over and have a snooze whenever you want. <laughs> That's right. I, so- I can just be at uni, and then I'm like, oh, I'm tired. Like, I've got like an hour and a half, you know, before my next Bible study. I'll just jump in the back of the ute.
0: Have a snooze. That's so good. That's awesome. I've got a I've got a bed that's in the back of my Ute, but you have to put the canopy on to have the bed there. So oh, I don't true. have it on all the time. Ah, oh, true, 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 true. Yes, but there has been occasions when it's been there, and I've climbed in the back, and you've been on a road trip. Have that snooze, you feel so much better oh, afterwards. It's
1: amazing. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM.
0: Positively different.
1: And we're about to have the first question for our quiz. Yes, it is right here. It is. Uh, okay. Who am I? It was at prayer meeting at my mother's house that Rhoda saw Peter and got so excited she left him outside the locked door. Which is such a classic story. Like, it is. Like imagine you're one of my favorite pr- stories. It's, it's like they're praying for people. To get out, like they're praying for G- Peter to get out of jail. He breaks out of jail, and then he rocks. The up
2: angel to The angel breaks house. him
0: out
1: of jail. He rocks up, and they won't let him inside.
0: And he's out on the street. He needs to get off the street because he's a jail escapee. Yeah, you do not <laughs> yeah. want to be on the street. Man is a fugitive. <laughs> he's, a, he's a genuine fugitive, and le- they leave him out there. Classic. And then they and then they argue with Rhoda
1: when she comes back in and says Peter's out on the street. And they're like, No, he's not. But then. <laughs> but then they don't let him in. <laughs> so, Sorry. But, okay, so, but this question it's that it was in that prayer meeting in this person's mother's house. Okay. So, if you know who this person's mother was and who this person is, 0491 064 is the number to call if you know the answer. And if you do, you can go into the draw to win the Revive Cafe Cookbook Volumes 5 and 6. Oh, let's pick some new recipes to talk about. You can make some Tuscan wholemeal pizza or some spicy Moroccan tomato sauce, which I'd love to put the spicy Moroccan yeah, tomato sauce, sauce on the pizza. Like now you're talking. On the pizza. Guys, Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Make sure you, you type in, may I enter the quiz? And then you will go into the draw. And if you do, like, if you are the first person to answer the, the quiz correctly today, you will get two entries into the quiz and that will be drawn on Friday. But yeah, who was it? Uh, whose, ha- whose mother's house uh, was... Did all this Rhoda and peter business go down here? If you know, 0491 064 669. All right, let's talk about some positively different news this morning. What you okay, positively different news. Lyle, <coughs> do you like yes. birds? Yes. Really? Yes. Because I know you like hate lots of other animals. No. Y-
0: yeah. No, I really like birds. You really, really like birds? I only hate like three other animals. <laughs> okay good well, I wait. have any birds well no I do actually i um, not a fan of Indian miners in Australia yeah fan of them in India not in Australia
2: okay
1: but okay I have an amazing English story back, English
0: blackbirds black not a fan of them you man. don't like them either no. well I have a story English about Australia.
1: English blackbirds living in England
0: oh they, they're allowed to live in England
1: yeah well not specifically about English blackbirds but specifically about birds living in England and a new bird sanctuary that has been made from basically okay in London They've built this brand new underground rail. They banned cats, right?
0: Sorry, they banned cats and the birds all came
1: back. No, that's not what happened. Um, In London, they have this like they've they've built this expansion on their underground rail system, the Tube, and they've like you know dug up like hundreds of millions of tons of dirt um, to be able to do this. Then they're like, okay, so we've dug all this dirt out of the ground. What do we now do with the dirt? And they were like, oh. Let's turn it into, like, let's send it somewhere and turn it into a bird sanctuary. Um, so they have sent it to Essex. I thought you needed trees for a bird sanctuary. No, because they're, it's the water birds. It's like the birds that hang out. Are they going to make a swamp? Yes. Yeah. So what they've done is they've gone to, like, an empty block of land and they've, like, built basically a river into the block of land, like a lake that, that runs out to the sea. And then, you know, they've built it right up. And now all these birds live in this man-made swamp in this sanctuary. And they have, like, hundreds of different, of different species in there. So they just make a swamp in the bird's cane? Yeah. The birds are just like, oh, a new swamp. A new swamp. Like, it's this got, is the best thing ever. It's got fish in it. It's got, Who does like a new swamp? I'm pretty sure some work was done by uh, conservationists to kind of coax the birds into going there, you know, moving nests around and whatnot. But, like, for the most part, they were like, they just built this swamp. Like, and Without that was a swamp. The birds will come. That's right. And that was the intention from the beginning. They didn't just dump the dirt and then all of a sudden it turned into a swamp. Like they, they, you know, made this river, they like planted all this, you know, this fancy grass and trees and whatnot. But yeah, they've made this, um, swamp and now there's all these amazing birds. So they're kind of, rather than there. bird
0: sanctuary so much, because when you think of a bird sanctuary, I'm sort of thinking like a humongous aviary.
1: Mm. They've just made a bird paradise. Yeah. Essentially, yeah, these are free-range birds and banned cats. Yeah, oh, that's probably like one hundred percent what you need to do to have a bird sanctuary. If there are cats nah. in bird sanctuaries, then it's no longer a bird sanctuary; it's a bird prison.
0: Well, you know, cats don't like water, so water birds do just fine.
1: Yeah, that's They're right. Which way? Uh, but they've been able to like. Uh, so it's called like the Wallasey Nature Reserve. Um, they've been able to increase like breeding pairs of existing birds that have been really struggling with their population. For example, I've got one here, I hope I can say the name correctly. It's like Avocets, A V O C E T S, Avocets. Yeah, they've been able to to host and increase the population of these amazing, you know, birds that are local to the UK and so it's just all coming up good. but what This this is a really, really good idea. Yeah, it shows me the ultimate application of like, okay, you want to build something awesome in a city, well then you just take all the leftovers and put them somewhere else and turn it into something good. So what was this land being used for before? It was just kind of open dirt. Just dirt. Like legit, like just dirt. Yeah, so it's
0: not prime agricultural land or anything like that. No. So if you've got some garbage land and you've got some random fill.
1: Yeah. Then make a bird paradise. Just make a man-made river and you know get all the birds in there, and they're going to hang out and have a good time.
0: I think this is awesome. I think this is, awesome. this is think, a like, this genius is we, idea. We you this. know what
1: also shows if you you know how we were talking about you can create farm on your land. You can create a sustainable farm. Like yes, uh, if you've got you know garbage land yourself and you've got some extra fill, you can make a bird sanctuary on your land. Just turn your land into a swamp. That's right. <laughs> Everyone turn your swamp. land into water. That's right. <laughs> <It's> like, Correct. <laughs> just get a just, just have water instead of dirt. Just find a way to make the water flow, and then you you're good to go. Well, where there's water, there's life. That's right. Correct. Um, let's have a look at another story, actually about water, and literally like what you just said, Lyle. This this is this is this story where there is water, there's life. Um, I talked about recently uh, these packs and this gel that has been created to basically. Uh, it was used in its inference, like, just for crops. So, basically, it would be this gel that kind of run, uh, runs under the ground, like, catches, catches water from the air and then runs that water underground and, like, automatically grows plants and, you know, regulates how much of, you know, water the plant should get. Now, they've reapplied that to humans and they've said, okay, how can we use this gel that we've created that attracts water out of the air? Um, how can we use that gel to then help people to have drinking water. Because we've, we've used it in an application where we, you know, we're growing plants with it, but how can we just give people like a gel sachet thing mm-hmm. that can then just draw water out of the air and they're all good? And also, how can it be cheap? As well, this is this is the yes. things are asking. How can we get people cheap water? Because a third of the world's population lives in dry lands, like areas that experience constant water shortage. Mm-hmm. And it's like how can we help these people? And uh, the University of uh, Texas in Austin, they have created these basically these sachets for the gel. And you put you've got the gel in the sachet. It costs about two dollars per kilogram for this gel, which is incredibly cheap for something with such an application. Um, and if you buy like for two dollars a kilogram worth. of of this gel in the sachet and you open it up it yeah again it breathes in the the, the h2o from the air and from just one kilo that costs two dollars it makes six liters of water
0: that's that's decent that's It'll keep you going
1: for a while that's amazing like it, in, just drawing water straight out of the air literally
0: what happens when the air gets too dry or what happens if you're in the outback where the humidity is really
2: low
1: that's that's the point. Like, so they wanted to specifically apply this in areas where they had low humidity, right. which they hadn't done before. And yeah, like, so this is currently something. Because in an area where you've got high humidity, you've also got, generally speaking, lots of water. Yeah, that's right. You don't really need it. But in low humidity areas, how how is it that we? Draw water now. This is th- this is the area that the article wouldn't get into because it's pending patent at the moment. Oh so, yes. So if they the rec- science behind it. if they receive the secret source, then you know uh, then they'll get stitched up by a company that can make it quicker. Uh, but what we do know is that uh, yeah, it is currently pending patent. Uh, by their initial tests, they've been able to yeah go to. Well, they live in like the research is being done in Texas. They've been able to go to very dry and you know not humid land um it's very hot and they've been able to draw a ton of water with these with this gel packet so that would just be awesome though like again i am obsessed with the idea of like just living off the land and never having <coughs> to to eat or provide for yourself like 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 the ultimate land oh ex- yes like just just be the best thing ever but it's like this is kind of taking steps towards that you know i think monica a couple of weeks ago we talked about like a a power generator that fits in your backpack like a wind turbine dude wind turbine plus these gel packets so you can just like put in the air and get water from dude you are that is living you're listening to the breakfast Joe podcast on faith
0: fm positively different We're about to talk about some more serious news. Actually, I've got some positively different news. I think it's positively different news to share this morning. So uh, that's going to be really, really awesome. But before we do, we've got another clue for our quiz.
1: All right. The next clue, Paul told Timothy to bring me along when he came because I was helpful to him in the ministry. 0491 064 669 is the number to call or text if you know who this is. And if you do, you can go into the draw to win the Revive Cafe. A vegan cookbook editions five and six and oh let's just look at my okay you can you can make butternut mac cheese mac and cheese i'm assuming that's what that is and apple shortcake by the way all these these recipes that i'm you know throwing out there um they're all vegan they're this- all healthy and they're all tasty and easy to make by a world-renowned chef by a world-renowned chef jeremy dixon who we get on the show to talk to a bunch and all of my church friends are jealous because we like love his cookbooks and like we use them all the time for meals at church and then i tell them yeah i'm besties with jeremy dixon and they're really they're really <laughs> jealous um but 0491 064 669 twice twice lyle twice, twice. uh 0491 is the number to call and text make sure you say may i enter the quiz or may I enter the draw? Okay, so somebody texting through here, says the water gel two
0: dollars per two dollar satchels. Great for uh, taking on outback trips to, in
1: Australia for emergency breakdowns.
0: Yeah, we totally. All know you can't survive there very long with that. Well, I think it's fantastic mm. for that kind of um, application. Like
1: what application isn't it good for? Like okay, it costs two dollars for a one kilo satchel of this thing that Which you makes can six open liters. and that's very cheap six water. Liters. That's
0: so much cheaper than water you buy at the servo.
1: Yeah, that's right. It's way cheaper. Now, I think these prices are probably appropriated for like areas that are struggling for water, and it's probably that if you live in, expensive Australia, in Australia, they Australia, they make it more expensive. But yeah. regardless, it'd just be awesome. Yes.
0: Okay, so the British singer-artist, uh, MIA, yes. or Maya, has um, publicly come out and professed that she has given her life to Jesus Christ and become a Christian. Really? Yeah. So Lawson's looking at me with a little bit of a surprised look on his face. That's amazing. Yes. Um, and so number a couple of uh, things that she has said right here. She says, since then my head has been in a totally different place since she gave her life to Jesus Christ. Uh, being a Tamil and being a Hindu, I was very comfortable that I'd arrived finding myself. Mm. But I had a vision. I saw Jesus Christ. It's a very crazy thing because it turned my world upside down because everything I thought and believed was no longer the case. Mm. It's a pretty amazing story right here. I think that was maybe a sign that something major was going to happen in the world and that people were needing to be introduced to this concept. But I found the concept of Christianity quite basic compared to Hinduism. Then she had a bit of a giggle in the interview and said, wow, that's going to be shocking, shocking if people go, oh, Maya calls Christianity basic. But, you know, I actually really, really like the fact that she calls Christianity basic. mm mm-hmm. Because the gospel story can be explained to a two-year-old. Yeah, a two-year-old can understand this. This is the thing I love about Christianity. I think it's one of its strongest points right here, mm. and the fact that she's actually seen that and recognised that, and compared it with you know her previous religion that mm. she grew up with. Of course, she grew up in Sri Lanka um, as a Tamil, and. Uh, She's compared it with her previous religion and gone. You know, this is this is a very very simple, straightforward message right here. Mm. So, and, and and to me, that really speaks.
1: You know, a lot of power into her conversion. Well, I think so many people, like in the music industry, have a lot of respect for Mia because she has made it as a rapper, which is like a, a genre that is so like culturally gate kept like of you need to be cool and you need to like live you know she has made it as a rapper as a Sri Lankan immigrant in the UK and not just like yeah, there's like the
0: there's a whole bunch of wrong cultures right there but
1: like she is like respected like everyone is like not only is she like she's um, a fantastic musician her values and her message and her music is is amazing you know uh, like she's talking about a lot of her music talks about the plight of immigrants and the struggles that they have and one of the things that you were saying
0: because we commented a bit a little bit about this off-air because I don't know celebrities. Mm. And you were saying that, you know, a lot of rappers, a lot of female rappers, just um, talk about sex and take the clothes off.
1: Yeah, and it's like... Well, that's... Because there's kind of two camps. Um, there's two camps of just rappers in general. Like, there's ones that are good and there's ones who do it for attention. Um, and the female path of doing it for attention is... Taking your clothes off and talking about sex. Um, but then there's like the other side of, of hip hop that I really respect. Like, uh, one of my favorite rappers is a lady named Lauren Hill, um, who is, you know, was quite famous back in the nineties. And if you listen to the album, The Miseducation of Lauren Hill, like it is, is probably one of the best Christian rap albums, like I've ever heard. Like it is a mainstream success, but it's 100% about God. Like it's, there's no hiding it. Like all the songs are like based on hymns and like all this stuff. It's incredible. Um, and it's, it, that's like an example of, of someone yet really, Honing their craft and being fantastic, and Mia is considered one of those people. Like,
0: yeah, and she's just 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 giving a life to Jesus Christ. She, Amen. Says, she says this: "Watch this space." The history is, the history is, even if it costs me car- my career, I won't lie. I will tell the truth. Amen. I will tell you what's on my mind and oh. heart. I'm coming back now, saying Jesus is real. There's a point. Basically, all of my fans might turn against me. Mm. So that's a powerful statement, right there. I think that's, that um, that's awesome. It's an awesome statement. So go, Mia. May you continue to grow in your Christian experience, and in your knowledge of the Bible and what Jesus wants for you in your life. Mm. All right. Um, okay. So that was. Let's move on to some more serious stories, right here. We've got uh, interesting research coming out of the UK. So we saw some research earlier in the year about woke churches in the United States, and pointing out that there will be no woke church that will survive past 2030. Mm. Most of your mainline Protestant churches, so not your evangelical churches, but most of your mainline Protestant churches are heading down that trajectory. Mm. And basically what happens is when you make no attempt at being true to the Bible, like you don't even try, Mm. the church ceases to have any relevance. That's right. And it just dies. The projections that were done in the United States were a little bit different to the projections done in the UK because they were like, okay, how long can this church survive before there it, it reaches a population level where it's no longer financially viable and it's just going to close its doors.
1: Mm.
0: Now, they did the research a little bit differently in the UK. A mathematician used the modelling that was actually used for COVID. Oh, Wow yeah they use covid modeling because covid spreads person to person christianity spreads person to person uh-huh. and looked at the spread rate and you know anything below a 1 of course means that you know with covid covid going to disappear once you can get the spread rate below a 1 you know into the point mm. you know point 9 it's it's going to disappear and so looking at the spread rate of christianity and then calculating when the church would reach the number 0 Mm. So not when the church would close, but when does it reach zero? Yeah, which is pretty dramatic. And they looked at the Anglican Church and the Method. They actually looked at uh, thirteen different churches, but the Anglican Church is projected to hit the number zero uh, by two thousand and sixty-two. Wow, that is not far in the future. Did uh-huh. that, and so you know, obviously, it's going to close its doors a long time before that. Yeah. The Methodist Church is going to hit the number zero by 2038. That's just a few years into the future. Mm. And so, on those projections, both of those churches are going to collapse in the UK before they're going to collapse in the US. Mm. Uh, So, yeah, there was only out of the 13 denominations, there was uh, one charismatic denomination that is sitting at 1.1 at the moment um, and is going to survive at current rates, but most of them are going to continue to live a lot longer than those two right there. Mm. Okay, we did talk about uh, Sunday work, and a court in the United States has just set a precedent – that a day of worship is not a protected attribute under the U.S. Constitution. So this was a federal appeals court ruled that a former U.S. postal worker who sued the uh, U.S. Postal Service for requiring him to work on Sundays. So he was mm. obviously going to work on Sundays. He's like, no, that's my day of worship. That's a holy day. And they said, no, this is not a protected attribute. Um, interesting precedent that that sets in relationship to people who actually really Keep their days, you know, sincerely holy, like Jews mm. or Seventh Day Adventists who keep Saturday, uh, some Muslims who keep Friday, mm-hmm. and some Christians who keep Sunday as a Sabbath day. Uh, and moving forward, it sort of makes you wonder: okay, if this is not protected under the U.S. Constitution, well, co- first of all, since when was this not protected under the U.S. Constitution? And what implications does it have for things like, you know, Revelation thirteen? You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM,
1: positively different.
0: We're about to get into our interview of the day.
1: Before we do, Lawson, give us another clue for a quiz. Our next clue for the quiz. I deserted Paul and Barnabas in Pamphylia. Ooh, so this person... Not not super reliable. Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine is the number to call or text if you know the answer. And if you do, you can go into the draw to win the Revive Cafe Cookbook number five and six, and you'll be able to make spelt rhubarb and strawberry pri- strawberry pie, or amazing Thai scrambled tofu. There's two two more recipes. I've I've just picked different recipes every so not just single section of every single day so far.
0: Just, not just uh, scramble,
1: but amazing. Amazing. It's not just normal. It's an amazing an amazing, right. one. 0191 064 669 is the number to call or text. Make sure you say, may I enter the quiz? And again, that, qu- uh, that clue was, I deserted Paul and Barnabas in Pamphylia.
0: Well, joining us on the phone right now to talk about the brain and what is happening in our brains and emotional health is Jennifer Skews. Jennifer, welcome to the show.
2: Thank you. It's good to be here.
0: And Jennifer, where are we picking up the subject today?
2: Well, we've been talking about the three-brain system, that we actually have three brains in one. And, of course, I find numbers and that are very significant, and three is a significant number, and it's um, it's like a triune factor where these three brains have to work together. Um, If one of these brains is not working well, then nothing works well. Our emotions don't work well. We can't think straight and we keep reacting to things. So we have to learn to reset the brain, and that has to do with the the brain-body balance. We have a mind and a body, and unless that works together, we can't um, balance those three brains. So what the body does is connected to the brain via our nervous system, Um, and a lot of people present with things like, I'm really depressed, I'm anxious, I'm not sleeping well, I'm just not motivated, Um, and a lot of it has to do with the body. So... Um, we're going to look today at how do you balance those three brains? How do we stay well and healthy? Um, and how can we stay focused in the present? Because the present moment is all we have. You now, if you think about it, where is God? He's in the present with us. He's not in the past. He's not in the future, even though he knows the past and knows our future. But we have to be focused every day in the present moment. And... Uh, I mean, if you have a think about it, how often you sit down to a meal and you go, oh, what did I have for lunch? You know, we're not what we call mindful. We're not well focused in the present. So I challenge people to just monitor that during the day and how often does your mind wander or you're caught up in what's happening in the body. So that mind-body or that brain-body connection is very powerful. Um, the other thing we mentioned before was the heart. And it's your heart rate that is more important um, than the brain because if the heart rate is um, even and spiking, the brain cannot work in harmony. We can't get that three brain factor working together. So one of the things we have to do is monitor what's happening with the heart. Uh, Nowadays, we have all these watches and things and, you know, we go walking and we're monitoring the heart. So there's plenty we can do to keep an eye on it. Um, but often you know when your heart's out of sync. So how do you know when your heart is reacting to things? What happens to you? Mm.
0: It's, uh, so this is just jumping it's in there with a the question. Is there a, you know, from what you're saying here, the link between obviously the body and the brain, the heart and the brain, yep. somebody with, that is suffering from heart disease, are they more likely uh-huh. to be suffering from mental illness as well?
2: Well, certainly with heart disease, often depression is connected. But I think that's understandable with the fact that you've got a heart problem and that's very stressful. Um, But it's more about the beating of the heart, whether it's even and uneven, um, that is the issue. So it depends on what the heart condition is. Um, But there's a lot you can do even with a heart condition to monitor the heart. And I've worked with people who've had heart attacks and, of course, they're terrified of having another one. So they start by monitoring the heart and using breathing that I've talked about which is that the heart focused breathing where you focus on the heart itself in the mind but you're doing a deep breath slowly in and you push it out you, you took about the count of five and when you do that it evens the heart rate and that is the worst thing for anyone who's got a heart problem is they're worried about the beat of the heart, what it's doing so when you train people to monitor whether they've got a heart problem or not and keep that Heart being even, uh, instead of spiking and, uh, or, you know, uneven. It's, it's got that, uh, rhythm in it that, or no rhythm at all. So when you do that, the brain works well. Um, when, when you're in fetal development, the first organ that develops and the first tissues are the heart tissues, not the brain. Mm-hmm. So you can see how, how crucial the heart is. It's, um, Science has found the heart is incredibly intelligent. It actually has more than one brain of its own. And when we talk about the brain, it's not like the, the neocortex or that frontal lobe we have. It's an intelligence in the heart because they used to think the heart was just a pump and then, you know blood around the body. But they're actually finding it is highly connected to every part of the body, that it works intelligently, that everything that happens around it the heart reacts to. Um, and the heart and the brain constantly talk to each other. In fact, they found that the heart talks more to the brain than the brain to the heart. So um, we mustn't underestimate the capacity of the heart, and we really need to treat it with love. It is the centre of our emotions when we we often talk about that heart feeling or uh, what's happening with the heart. Um, And also, you know,
0: when we have those emotional feelings, we feel those emotional feelings... In our chest, we don't feel them in our head, which is kind of weird, That's isn't it? We? You know, if I if, I, if I'm feeling strong <laughs> emotional feelings towards somebody and strong emotions of love towards somebody, I can I can feel in that in my chest. Why? And, and, uh-huh. and, and this is is this the reason why? Because the heart is kind of kind of like a. It's, I mean, obviously, it's full of nerves, and the brain uh-huh. is the, you know the center of the nervous uh-huh. system. Does that then mean that That's the brain it. is kind of you know the heart is in some way an extension of the brain?
2: Well, see, the brain doesn't feel, the centre of emotions is the heart, but the brain thinks, the brain has an emotional storage bank and that's that emotional brain we've talked about. It stores emotions, but it, it's in the rest of the body that we feel that emotion. Mm. Okay. I don't know if you've ever heard of the broken heart syndrome. Yeah, okay. yes, and yes, are familiar with that. Yeah. Yes, and that, uh, in other words, if we have enough emotional trauma in our life and losses and, you know, I, I did meet someone who had, uh, was diagnosed with that and she was an anxiety person and was in the doctor's office having what he termed as an anxiety attack. She said, no, it's my heart. And she insisted it was the heart that was the problem. He finally sent her off to the hospital and she was diagnosed it was the heart, but it wasn't a heart attack, it was a broken heart syndrome. So it is medically
0: known. Yes. But, uh, and, you know, and, and and so, so just thinking trauma. about that, mm. you know, when somebody goes through a traumatic experience, you know, mm-hmm. and, and like a story that I heard yesterday where, you know, somebody lost their wife in just really, really tragic circumstances and died two days later oh. of a heart attack. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Is that, a, is, 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 a, can a broken heart, so to speak, result in mm. the heart just. Stopping working and result in a heart attack.
2: Okay. What happens is with the um, broken heart syndrome, the heart starts, is so overloaded with the grief and the, the, the emotional trauma, it actually starts to um, build up. Um, I believe it's like the, the blood starts to flow unevenly, but you're getting an overflow of blood. And you can again get reactions like a heart attack. But very few people die from it, but it is, it is treatable, um, but people aren't aware. And it's just like having a heart attack, but it actually isn't. Mm. So the heart seems to get flooded, overwhelmed, you know, when you think about it, emotions. Often we, we uh, relate fluid to emotions. Um So this is where we need to look after our heart. We talk about looking after the brain, but we need to look after the heart because that really is the centre of where we at. Yeah. You know, and people can shut down their feelings with the brain, but it's the heart center that's crucial. When you have a trauma, the adrenals kick in. The survival brain goes, right, that's it. We've got a fight and flight here. Adrenaline kicks in and it actually, you can feel it coming up from the lower back, but it comes up the front of the body towards the heart. And you can feel that, that surge or that stress happening. And often people, this is where they go into trauma. They they hold it in the heart area. They hold that trauma, and that's what stresses the heart. So they don't they don't know how to resolve it. They don't know how to deal with it, which is what professional people, people who've learned about it, do. And, and this is where I help people with that. And certainly, I know God can mend a broken heart. You know, so we do have ways that are very powerful to. Help the heart, but when you have that surge of adrenaline and you don't, you, you don't allow it to work through and you don't spill it off, then it's going to stop. It's like pushing it back in. And that's where we get this post-traumatic stress disorder because we're not dealing with it. We're just letting it sit there and it puts a lot of stress on the heart. It's an amazing
0: thing. Okay, so I'm just sort of—I mean, this is opening a whole can of worms in my brain for me right now, <laughs> uh, and I'm thinking about okay, so we there's different programs that we run. We run, you know, a depression uh-huh. recovery program, for instance, uh-huh. but we also yep. run um, the uh, what's the, the the heart health one um, called? Chip. Uh, chip, chip, the chip, chip program. program. Uh-huh. So is the chip uh-huh. program going to actually benefit our emotional health? So the chip program is. Um, About Mm -hmm. heart health, you know, cardiac something or other, C I anyway. It's about cardiac health. It's about about heart health. So if we run a chip if if we do a chip program and and go on a chip program which is going to benefit our heart health, is that then going to have a flow on effect to our emotional health. Well
2: it does, but they haven't really learned about the sort of thing I'm talking about. But with that program They're learning to have a better lifestyle. They're learning to feel confident that if they eat the right things and they live a better life and they exercise and then they put it in place during the program and get the benefits, of course they're going to feel better. So if you're depressed and you do a program like that, it's going to lift you up Um, because what you eat and what you put in your body has a huge impact on the whole system uh um, we certainly know what we eat. For example, if you have sugars, it's going to load the brain. It's going to load the blood sugars, but it also uh, holds the brain. So when you clean up your diet and you eat the right things, you just feel better on every level, physically, mentally, emotionally, and I believe spiritually. So that program is powerful in helping people to learn to care for the heart. Because they haven't been looking after it or they haven't known how. We're not born with that program. We have to learn. So this is where we're teaching people.
0: So we've just had a caller that's um, called through and stated. He says here, this is Bruce, he says, it's interesting how God says he will write his new covenant on both the heart Uh and the mind.
2: Thoughts thoughts
0: and feelings together make up our character.
2: Yes. Well, when you look at that, in the mind it's programmed. So we learn um, you know, God's law, God's covenant. It's programmed in on the thinking level. So we know what it is, but it actually has to action on the heart level. So, and that is where we have that heart connection. It's not a feeling. It's a heart connection. And what gives you that heart connection? When I pray, when I read the word of God, I get that heart connection. That's what God wants. But also in nature, you know, when you have a look with people, we can have it with often with pets. We have that heart connection, which isn't just a feeling. It's a whole sense of well-being and connection. Mm. And that's what that's what it's talking about. So it has to be known in the intelligent brain where we understand the truth. But as you know, we can't just work from the brain because then it becomes laws and rules and regulations. So it yes. has to have that heart connection to be able to fulfill the law and um, be able to work in that law.
0: And I think that's a fantastic balance because, you know, if it was all about the heart, you know, we would just follow our emotions mm-hmm. and it would be tossed this direction, that direction, and every other direction. If it was Absolutely. all about the brain, yeah. we'd just become a bunch of legalistic, you know, Pharisees. Um, that's right. We do. But, yeah. but when you combine the two together and the two are working in mm-hmm. harmony with each other mm-hmm. and, and you know, it. we're talking obviously about the emotions and the intellect uh, in, in this yeah. case, then that's what forms yeah. a character that is a character after God you know, God's image.
2: Absolutely, it is. And would and be the most powerful thing in. that you can do,
0: mm. you know, as far as, uh, you know, as, as, as looking at emotional health and... and
2: um, Well, it is. Having that connection. Yeah, we won't, have, yep, we won't have heart problems. We won't, you know, because we're healthy. We have a healthy heart and a healthy mind. But we can't have one without the other. Yeah. Um, and that's that's the power of it. And it's how people roll and learn. And the biggest Factor in intervening with that heart brain connection is fear, and isn't that what's being peddled at the moment? When you look at the media, when you look at what's going on, there's another variant coming. We could all die. All this fear mongering it interferes with that heart brain connection. Mm. So this is where we mustn't fear. We have nothing to fear.
0: Yes. uh, Surrender our life to Jesus Christ and. Pass all of our stresses on to him. Jennifer Excuse, thank you so much for joining us here on The Breakfast Show. We always appreciate what you've got to share with us. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook
2: or get in touch at 1 800 Faith FM.